This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopets Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at whopetspod.com. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glasser. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and be part of Ox1947 and whatever he's doing today at LakersBall.com. Plus our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network, Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and support Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there at Lakerholics.com. Of course, Simblades, if you want your lawn transformed into something real special, go ahead and check out Simblades, simbladeswithay.com if you're in the Southern California area. And if you can support all that on a tough day like today and like and subscribe what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break, especially on a day like today, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, good evening, everyone. This is a tough day and it will be every single time of this year forever because this was a a tragic day three years ago when uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi along with several others perished in a tragic helicopter accident. We all know what stemmed from that as far as the legal situations, the ugly situations in regards to how the authorities handled it and uh, the accident itself. We know what's taken place since then. Uh, The dust has settled, but the memories of what Kobe Bryant did for us as Lakers fans throughout the years and the life he still had yet to come uh, will always be remembered. And uh, hopefully we will get through this hour together. This is not our usual jovial self, as you can already hear in my voice, because on such a tragic anniversary, we have to honor the memory of Kobe and Gigi Bryant, but also not uh, be, we also have to be cognizant of exactly the seriousness and, and ultimate tragedy of this day. And as part of our Lakers History 101 series, we wanted to go ahead and give a symposium today on Kobe Bryant and what he is most famous for. Not all the great baskets, not all the championships, not the MVP, not the scoring, not any of all that. 
it's something that Sean Grice, the magic man, has on his arm right now. And that's a belief. And it's not just a award-winning, best-selling book. It is the Mamba mentality. It's a way of life for us as Lakers fans. It's a way of life for many people out there who aren't even Lakers fans who just admire the way that Kobe Bryant, that's right, the, the tattoo right there shows, the way that Kobe Bryant lived his life, the determination, where his inner drive to become great came from, what he always described as the Mamba mentality started out as the Black Mamba, but then became something oh so much more. And here today to talk about the Mamba mentality and what it means to them, the legacy that Kobe Bryant has left behind and the greatness that is Kobe and also remembering him and his beautiful daughter, Gigi Bryant, on the day that uh, three years ago, they unfortunately had a traffic, uh, tragic death, a very tragic death. Two great guests indeed, my co-hosts in crime, the fellow professors here at Lakers Transbreak University. The first up is the guy who just cannot uh, normally get out of uh, Toronto traffic. But, uh, you know, again, all kidding aside today, it's a serious note. It is the Magic Man. And Magic, as uh, was asked by Professor Soro, he asked uh, you to go first, my friend. Today is a very tough day to get through each and every time out. As you can see, everybody out there, I'm wearing my Kobe and Gigi shirt as I do every day on this year to remember the greatness that is Kobe Bryant. But the belief and the mama mentality that came to be, again, it's more than a best-selling book. It's a state of mind. It's a state of belief that he had that excelled him to greatness. And it's what a lot of people, including yourself, Sean, have admired so much about him. And now that he's gone, and this is the way that we can memorize and remember exactly all the greatness that he brought to everyone in our lives in regards to the Mamba mentality and what we can do to honor him going forward by remembering the Mamba mentality and what it truly means to us. Very poignant and also very sad. I, like many others, um, admired Kobe so much that uh, we've had him uh, either tribute or uh, memorialized with uh, actually getting ink under our skin uh, for how much he meant to us. And uh, like I've said in, in emails and conversations with uh, uh, friends and acquaintances, it's like you said, Gerald, it's brands come and go, but the mama mentality will, will be forever. As long as, as long as there are human beings walking upright, his belief system um, will echo through eternity. Um, just that will to overcome every single obstacle in your way and it's and it's suffering that was that was one of kobe's um tenets of the mama mentality are you willing to suffer for your dream yep uh, i mean i just the way that he went about what he did you know didn't care a lot about what other people think you know just basically i he had a goal and he would do whatever he could to overachieve on that goal and the mindset that he had very few 
of us have ever had. And it gives people the determination that, you know what, if Kobe had that, I can be like that too. I can go ahead and achieve what I want to achieve in life if I work hard enough, if I want it bad enough, and if I want to go ahead and make the sacrifices that I need to do in order to go ahead and do them. And here today also as well to talk about this is a great guy indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out at simblades.com. And of course, what he does for the community at lakersball.com. It is Joe Soro and Joe, great to have you here on such a somber day. I know this is something we asked as far as what you wanted to bring up, uh, the Mamba mentality on such a tragic anniversary day, how it falls on Laker History 101. I think it could have been more poignant, and I know Magic Man already used that for my words. I think that the way that you talked about having this as the source of our conversation couldn't have been more apropos. The Mamba mentality has always existed. It just didn't have a, I guess, a catchy name. Or or an image. Or an image. And the image was molded by someone who, in a lot of ways, encompassed uh, old warrior type thinking. We have athletes now to admire and to think of them as more than just regular men. Actors used to have that ability, not anymore, but the athlete still has that to some degree. And before that, it was generals in the past, uh, mythical warriors. Kobe's mentality was, it was it was in him. I think it was in him at, at birth. It developed into something else when the real world came down on him in a time when he was at his weakest and it essentially pulled it out of him. It pulled out whatever was there from birth. And you saw what, what happened after that. You know, at the end of the day, he's playing basketball. It's not a life changing thing in a lot of ways uh, when you get to the meat of things, but sports is a balance. It's something to watch and admire uh, something that's not being done on a regular basis. We all can become firemen. We all can become teachers. We all can become um, owners of, of, of a business, but it's very few people that can do what Kobe did and what Joe DiMaggio did and what Shaquille O'Neal did. And a lot of that is not, you know, their ability, you know, Shaq is seven feet tall. So some people are just born with, with some tools that most people are not born with. Kobe had the athleticism. He had the, he had freakish athleticism, freakish height, freakish everything. But you could look back and say, what was the difference between Kobe Bryant and let's say Vince Carter, I'm, I'm going to stick to that era so that everyone, it's easier to compare because uh, talking about LeBron and guys this year, nowadays is, 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 is different because things are different. But you look at, you look at that time. Let's, let's, let's think, let's say Tracy McGrady, Allen Iverson, Vince Carter. Those were his constituents to some degree. Athletically, you could say Vince Carter was more athletic than Kobe. 
Tracy McGrady was more lengthier than Kobe Bryant. AI was faster than Kobe Bryant. And when you watch that horse race, you sit there and you go, what was the difference? Why? In why at this point are we still talking about this guy being one of the greats and then looking at AI, Tracy McGrady, and Vince Carter as they're great, but they're not iconic great to the point where you're talking you're talking about him being next to Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that status. There's there's great, there's icon, and then there's the guys that own just a couple seats on the top, and that's it. There isn't really anybody else there, maybe two or three seats. Well, it was the mama mentality. The mama mentality to be great, the mama mentality to, to better yourself, the mama mentality to not be worried about failure. And we talk a lot about how society and people are set up in a way where they they don't necessarily put enough effort in to be successful. And a lot of those people put blame on others on why they're not successful. Well, in a lot of ways, it's true. It's just kind of how life is not not fair. And and, and we, we've talked about, I think we talked about that on the last show. Life is not fair. I mean, one of our guys on, on the chat said that. And when life isn't fair, and you understand that that's what it is, you come down to now on the 30-year anniversary of, of, of Kobe not being here, as well as his daughter and seven others. And that was the epitome of life isn't fair because he was just, he was ascending in retirement. He was ascending to a, another level of relevancy. And we lost, we as in society lost something really good, something that he had a power to in, in, in inspire. He had a he had a he had a power to inspire those who you didn't think he could inspire. And we're not gonna know who else he could have inspired. And I'll I'll kind of end this first segment so that Sean can get in here and as, as you as well, Gerald. I remember four months in, uh, there was a gentleman named Patrick Cloud. He's a very popular uh, YouTube, Instagram entertainer. He said, it, it just feels like when Kobe was, was here, the, the world was a little bit more in control. Just randomly. And I, I've never known Patrick to be a huge Kobe fan or Laker fan. I just, it was an interesting post reading that from someone. And he just, it just, you know, four months later, you're reading. It felt like when he, when he got, when he checked out, it was, it was, uh, it's like the, it's like everything went to crap. And the world stopped when he died. I didn't see that. I, I didn't feel that when Michael Jackson died or Prince. Um, Whitney Houston. I, I didn't. I didn't feel that, and I, I'm I'm using those three as a, a, a as a comparison because those are worldly. Everyone from the end of the earth knows who they are. I never. We never felt. I never felt 
I didn't, and I have a pretty good feel on, on things. I never felt like the world was devastated. The world was devastated when Kobe checked out. Even people who didn't like him were affected. And that's when you know guilt has is, is probably one of the more powerful emotions. And, and it's, it's because it's that end. It's never going to be fixed now. Whatever anger, whatever disdain you had for someone, and, and, and it was for something minim, minimal, now you look back and you go, my God, what did I do? What, what did I do? Maybe I shouldn't have thought this way. And maybe a little bit of that will help you in your next decision when it comes to having issues with people or things. Maybe don't let it linger. Maybe don't allow it to, to take over your, your, your feelings and just let it go. It's not that big of a deal. Most of the things that people dislike others for are, are usually minimal things. And I, 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 don't, I don't think I learned anything from Kobe passing away because I, I just, it's just my brain doesn't work that way. I, I feel like I'm, I try to focus on uh, common sense on a daily. I don't get into those things, but the world sure felt it. And, um, and I, I just, I think the sad part is I, I, I just, I, I cannot believe that we're not going to know what, what, what he could have done. Could have been stuff that will, will never get done. And that's, that's really the tragedy of it. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. Today's Lakers History 101, we're discussing the life of Kobe Bryant, who unfortunately passed away three years ago today as we're recording this. Going into detail on the mindset he had, known as the Mamba mentality. Uh, Joe, I will say that for me, 
we always talked on this show before. We've talked many times about where we were when, when Kobe, you know, that, that tragic day and tragic event happened. We've with me though, it, it's the, I think the one word I could describe is numb. I felt numb. I felt powerless. I felt sadness, a great sadness, which I've uh, felt so few times in my life, but, I think the one thing I felt most all most of all is numb. I, I just could not fathom truly what was going on as I pulled over to the side of the road to try and, and gather my thoughts as far as how devastating this was to me. But, you know, if you could describe, well, again, we all have had stories and we've aired them as far as where we were when it happened. But, you know, his passing three years later still feels to me I feel numb. I feel, I feel that there's something that has been lost, greatly lost by his passing that, you know, had it stayed, had he been alive, had he still been able to go ahead and, and take care of so many things that there's so many great things that he could have achieved in his life. But still, I just, I just feel so much uh, pain and sadness, I think is, is what I'm trying to say as far as how devastated I was at that time and how still it affects me today. I've had a lot of family death in my life, so maybe I was conditioned a little bit more from it. Looking at it from a sport standpoint, because that's my life. I'm a, I'm a sports guy. I, I love sports. I think a lot of the pain came from that world suffering, besides his family, obviously. That's an obvious thing. He wore a sweater of a league that needs help to stay alive. And he was, he, he wore a sweater for a very short amount of time. And there was a, there was an, there was activity on, on, on just, just a simple item that, that drove something there. He, he was wearing a, WNBA hoodie that sold out in, I believe, 13 minutes. Being at the last Laker game, him and G Gigi had, had, will, will, will eventually be at. And Gigi was the heir apparent. We were waiting for the boy. I was. I was waiting for the boy, especially with what's been going on with a lot of the ex-athletes. It just seemed like so many ex-athletes from previous generations are having children that are having kids that are making it back to the league. Hey Joe, did you, uh, did you ever hear the story of, um, a fan who was, uh, who saw Kobe and Gigi walking together in the, uh, hallway, I guess. And he shouted to him, Hey Kobe, when are you going to get a boy? And Gigi turned around and looked at him straight dead in the eye and said, I got this, Dad. I heard the story was a, I, I don't remember here in the hallway, but I did hear that story from about somebody telling him something. And she said, I got this. And she did. She had it. She had what, what, what he had. And Kobe and Gigi were going to change a league. And we've seen what one person could do to a league. At least we have in our lifetime. We were talking about Wayne Gretzky. 
and how he changed the NHL. We watched Tiger Woods change the PGA in a way where no one, even Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, couldn't change. From a sporting standpoint, that will never get fixed. That will never be replaced. That's tragic in the, in the sports sense. This is a, a guy who won an Oscar 17 months after retirement. 17 months. Who knows what was next? I don't know. I don't honestly know what was next. Winning an Oscar 17 months out of basketball was about to unleash something in the sports world that's going to change an entire league, and he's not even in the league. It's There was so much there, and I think a lot of Kobe's mindset and demeanor was that the, the his 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 aura his his ability to just make people be in awe of him and respect him and his respect back to them it all came from that moment where he was where he made a bad decision the same thing that created the black mamba that same thing that never left that guilt never left it's just weird how life is. You have this, tra- this this bad incident in your life that creates this, what was supposed, the people call it an alter ego. I've read that 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 all the time in a lot of articles. I don't, I don't consider it an alter ego. That's who he was. It was just unleashed. It was unleashed. It unleashed who he really was. And from a sporting standpoint, we we as an audience took on that, it, that image, that that ferociousness, and we benefit from it. We benefited because we were watching someone who was there on December 16th, December 19th, January 3rd, February 11th. Didn't matter what time that game was on. If, his, if he could go out there, he was out there. We appreciate those who work hard when they don't have to work hard. It's sad that that's the case, but he was one of those guys that had all the money in the world, had all the resources in the world, could have been, could have walked on gold anywhere he went, but he was with Gary Vitti in a hotel room, putting God knows what on his ankle after a turned ankle the two hours earlier, so that he can play on a back to back. Why do we admire him? Is it about just the basketball? No, it's not about that. We admire those who do things when they don't have to. And that's what he did. I, I think he must hold the record for most games played with broken bones. And, 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 you know, I, I have to look that up, but I think that's we, true. It's 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 hard. I, I told you guys. Uh, I think a that would be sh- really a hard one to look up. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, we, it, it would be. But I mean, all the all the fingers he's broken, all the toes. Um, you know, here here's the one mama mentality. Uh, visualization that stands out for me the lakers are in chicago in the united center kobe on this position is being guarded by luel dang he goes up for a jump shot luel dang hits him he separates his his right shoulder while in the air he switches the ball to his left hand and makes a shot he separated his shoulder it's it's something to behold to actually watch him do that but I understand what Joe's saying. 
but imagery is so important, especially when um, you're trying to better yourself or draw upon inspiration. And there's, there's nothing more visually striking as a philosophy than the Mamba mentality. It just, it, it, like Joe said, it fits him like a glove. So I ask you, Sean, we've talked a little bit about the Mamba mentality in and of itself. I mean, it's a belief. It's something that has driven you to forever memorialize it on your arm in the form of a tattoo as far as the Mamba mentality and the mindset yes. that seemingly very few on this planet have ever had. So what does it mean to you, the Mamba mentality, when you look at it? When What drove you to go ahead and create that tattoo, the reminder, the the insignia that, that is so engraced it now in your arm as far as the Mamba mentality? What brought you to the point where you said, you know what, that's the way I want to go ahead and follow? What to you or what does the, the what what does the mama mentality mean to you so uh as kobe was um talking to uh um pat bev dead uh great uh, podcaster himself um as he was being interviewed uh kobe was saying that the Mamba mentality just doesn't apply to basketball and or even athletics. He said you can apply it to your education. He said if you if you have uh, a, a skill or um, uh, a dip, an illness, he said no matter what you're looking towards, the Mamba mentality can influence your decision making and your ability to be the better best version of yourself because that's what he defined it as and um i have three tattoos up until this point in two um 2000 january i have one commemorating my um battle with diabetes and uh being a first responder uh, I have one representing uh, my mother and my grandfather, who are the two biggest influences in my life up until this point. And uh, the other one is uh, just symbolizing the the light and the dark, which Kobe talked about a lot. The, the person always has a shadow, and you have to get in touch with the dark side as much as the light and then this happens and i do a lot of thinking and i purchase his book i read it i imbibe it i realize that um i can apply this mindset to my ability to fight my diabetes to be a better version of myself to get a better outlook on life. Whatever obstacles are in your way, this philosophy, if you follow it right to the letter, will allow you to achieve expectations you never thought you could. And that's why I decided to 
put this right there. So every day I wake up and now I look at it and I think, today I need to be the best version of myself. Am I? No. I fail. I fail. But like Kobe said, when you fail, you just get up the next day and do it all over again. And this time, learn from your mistakes. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We are honoring the memory of Kobe and Gigi Bryant on the tragic anniversary of their passing by discussing in today's Lakers History 101, the Mamba mentality. If you're a part of the many Facebook groups I shared out today and also the over 5,000 followers on Courtside Lakers on Instagram, we truly welcome you to be part of the conversation here at Lakers Fast Break. If for some reason you cannot go ahead and, and answer us today or share thoughts today, you're always welcome to do so. Lakers Fast Break on your social media or LakersFastBreakerYahoo.com or right in the comments below on YouTube. We always welcome them and always honoring the legacy at any point in time of Kobe. Joshua Dietz is on Facebook. It says, Magic Man, thank you for that wonderful story. Thank you for sharing it. It resonates strongly with me. Gerald, thanks for hosting. And shout-outs to Sorrel for being a GOAT. And uh, we can say that all we want, Joshua, but the true GOAT obviously is the one we're, we're you know, memorializing today in Kobe Bryant, You know, just what he did for us as Lakers fans, but also giving us that mentality. It was so funny in a way that uh, the Mama Mentality book was becoming eligible for pre-order. And before I could even see, my wife actually pre-ordered it. And it was not just for me. It was for her. So to give you that idea as someone who is just a casual Lakers fan, per se, to go ahead and understand how she has appreciated Kobe Bryant and the Mama Mentality so that she could use it as inspiration in her own life just to show you just the across not just Lakers fans, but actually just the general audience at large, the general population at large, and how much Kobe Bryant's name and the mama mentality has uh, transitioned beyond just the belief of, of sports fans. Joe, I mean, do you concur with that as far as how much the mama mentality has now given itself a life all its own? It's things grow when something has ended because there's this nostalgia behind it. There's this, again, a, a, a guilt, a guilt that comes where you, you now look back and it's easy to look back and appreciate things versus appreciating in the moment. So when you have something to learn from this is to, focus on doing the right things at every moment. What are the right things? That's a subjective thing for a lot of people. But there are common sense things. If your focus is to do certain things, do them all the way. Otherwise, just admit that you don't really want to do them. Be content with yourself. Be honest with yourself. I think a lot of people live lives that are not necessarily authentic. Kobe lived a Mamba mentality. And, and, and a lot of times people resented it. Because so many resent someone who's going above what they're supposedly supposed to do. Yeah, it's 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 what Nick Saban once said, it's, 
mediocre and Co- Kobe and Nick uh, Nick Saban um, was a complete disciple of the Mamba mentality. He actually had Kobe Bryant speak to his football team about the Mamba mentality. Uh, p- pardon me, Joe. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, brother. You're never interrupting me. You, if you have something good to say, you can interrupt me all you want. So Saban, Saban once said that, um, you know, uh, great aspirational people do not do not understand mediocre people and mediocre people will never understand um, the aspirational thinker. And, and that's so true. And Joe, Joe uh, brilliantly illustrated that. Nick Saban's favorite quote for me, uh, to put some levity in this, if you want to be liked by everyone, sell ice cream. <laughs> now, I also don't like the exaggerated overcorrection of people who do things sometimes are not liked. Like, okay, a lot of times people are not liked because they're a-holes. You know what it is? And they treat people like crap. You know what it is? I love true competitiveness. And that's what he had. That's what he had. It, It was true competitiveness. And... True competitiveness means that you are not going to be liked. You're probably going to be despised and hated. I never saw a player booed more in Toronto the three times I saw the Lakers play and Kobe play than him. Nobody. Nobody. Not even LeBron. Not even Dwight. Not even Chris Paul. There, there was nobody. There was nobody more hated in an opposing arena than Kobe, and that includes MJ, by the way. Because for the most part, uh, fans of other teams actually liked that guy, and that's what builds machines. That's what creates monsters: is the ability to be competitive and not give, not giving a rip what anybody else thinks or says or thinks they know. I've been trying to, and, and correct me guys if I'm wrong, I, I, I don't remember, I don't remember a player. Let's just say, could you imagine David Ortiz in his prime going to Yankee Stadium and him coming up to bat and hearing the Yankee Stadium saying MVP, MVP. I, I I never heard that. I never seen that, right? Did you ever watch Ben Roethlisberger go to Baltimore when, and, and if people will, uh, most people will agree that in the last 20 years, the greatest football rivalry is the Ravens-Steelers. I'm not saying that because I'm a Steeler fan. It's just what it, what it was. I never heard a Boston crowd, a Baltimore crowd yell MVP, MVP after, you know, Ben Ben Roethlisberger throwing five touchdowns in the first first half, right? I heard MVP chants for Kobe Bryant in 2007 in Boston. I had never seen that from any other player. Now it, they started doing it later, a little bit, like Steph Curry would get the chance, whatever. 
Westbrook got the chant in LA, but after just one good game. But anyways, I have never seen a player that connected negative or positive like Kobe Bryant. So much so that you're talking to John Sally and John Sally's telling the story about <laughs> all the, the, the top dogs in the NBA and how he had to convince Kobe to come out one night. And he agreed because he loved John. And he was talking about Kobe like he was God. Like if Kobe comes to this club, this place is going to go upside down, right? And he's he's playing with, you know, perennial. He's got guys that are perennial all-stars and very famous basketball players too. But Kobe was a different level. Kobe goes to China. Imagine, imagine you are more popular than Yao Ming in his prime. You are more popular than Yao Ming. It's like going to Boston and getting MVP chance. I had never seen that from any other player. I've never seen it. He had something. There was something that he had that everyone connected to, negative or positive. And then as he got older, as he started to go get to the end in basketball, you started seeing a little bit, bit of the negative go away. There was It was still there, and sometimes I get – you know, a little obnoxious about my feeling on that. Like everyone's saying, oh, Kobe's this, Kobe's. I'm like, well, where were you guys? Where were you a-holes in 14 when he needed help? Maybe he could have played a little longer if you a-holes weren't so sensitive about going and playing with him. And, but now it's all flowers and candy. It's easy to do that now, which is probably where a lot of the frustration is too. We're about... I, I always say I'm in the results business. I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking in generals. I'm in the results business, okay? Whether I'm watching something, whether I'm doing something, I want to see the results. Now, there is a way where you can bust your rear end and still not get the results, but that is a very obvious assessment. It's a very obvious one. You'll see them try their hardest. Case in point, Patrick Mahomes a few years ago on a bum ankle with half his line uh, uh, busted. That poor guy was running around all over the place for four quarters and lost to the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. He busted his rear end. He busted his rear end again on, on Sunday. Those are the type of guys I like. Those are the type of people we need to admire. Those are the type of people, and I say admire as in respect, as in maybe use them as an example of, of inspiring those who need to be inspired. But I don't want to look at athletes like they're gods or like the royal family, like the, the stuff that goes on with the royal family and this ins ins insatiable appetite to know what these people do all day is that, that to, me, to me dumbs you down. What we admire about Kobe and the difference between admiring someone like Kobe and Mamba mentality is he backed it up in all facets, facets of things. Yeah. And that is to be admired. I um, be respected. People, people often ask me um, as we get into a conversation, you know, what's your, do you have a favorite Kobe moment or sequence? I say, yes, I do. It's uh, game five 
of the 2010 NBA Finals. Series is tied 2-2. Lakers are in Boston. We're in the second quarter. And something happens that I've never seen before in a Finals game. Kobe makes a driving layup. Then on the next possession, he makes an 18-footer. Then on the next possession, Lamar Odom finds him for a reverse layup. On the very next possession, he gets a 20-footer. He goes on to score 23 straight points. And I'll never forget the image of Dwayne Wade sitting under the basket with his two kids just completely oblivious to what's going on. They're playing their video games. And Dwayne Wade does this with his bottle of water. (laughs) He was marveled by what he saw. And if you asked him about it today, he'd tell you the same thing today he said back then. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I just marvel what the man was all about. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, There's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. We're talking the Mamba mentality as we honor the life and memory of Kobe and Gigi Bryant. I'm here with Professor Joe Soro and Professor Magic Man Sean Grice. Sean, you wanted to go ahead and, and say some things before we head on out. We still got about 15 minutes left in class. Truly elaborate more on what the Mamba mentality means to you. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it's fighting to the end as well, Gerald. Even when the finality is obvious, in that sequence when he scored 23 straight, Boston increased their lead from 1 to 13, and they won the game. But here's what's amazing about what happened after that. In the history of the NBA, the Boston Celtics up until that point had never blown a 3-2 lead in the finals. And Kobe broke through. He's the only one. He's the only one who can have blood on that knife that I punked the Celtics after they were up 3-2 in the finals. He's the only one who could say that. And the only time they've lost in a game seven. And that is why when they won that title, even though it was only five and we knew Kobe wanted to get to six to match Jordan, I still felt like that was the coup de grace. That was it. That was if Kobe never did another thing. If Kobe had retired after that, he would have had a complete complete career. That would have been that was his 14th season. You know, we talk about shooting percentages and all these statistical things, all these optical things. 
the man couldn't shoot the last six years of his career. His hands were mangled. You can call it for high volume all you want. The guy couldn't shoot. And my favorite Kobe moment live, my favorite Kobe moment watching him on TV. Live will never be. I was there when he shut down T-Mac at Staples. I was screaming. I had never screamed like that in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, any sporting event. I was absolutely irate. I was irate after the game was over. I, he was being interviewed by, I can't remember if it was Stu or someone was interviewing him, and I was screaming, the best, number one, number one, you're the best. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? Why am I, like, all fangirling right now? Um, <laughs> but it was just amazing. You're watching two, you're watching two guys that are in their prime, arguably the two best perimeter players next to Michael Jordan going at it. And you have one of them completely shut the other one down and score on him at will. Imagine that. Imagine that. How often do you see that where you can actually shut an NBA great down? You can't. It's just not, it's not an easy thing. So as far as TV, uh, how can you not say the last game he played? I mean, you're talking I'm, – I'm, I, I can't get that image out of my head. You're looking at Jay-Z, Shaq, Andy Garcia, Denzel Washington, J- Jack Nicholson. They're going crazy like I was going crazy. And these are the guys – these are the most enter- – these are the entertainers of entertainers. These guys entertained millions, billions for years. And they looked like they were kids in a candy and toy shop. Watching the last game this guy was going to play. And I want to also thank Kobe for announcing his retirement that year after I was in New York. Because I sure as hell know I probably saved about $2,000 on that ticket. And yes, people, I saw Kobe Bryant's last game at the Garden. That's cool, Joe. And I didn't know it at the time. I got video footage of it, some good damn video, video footage too. So it was a hell of a career. It's something to celebrate. And I know good Christians out there, good Muslims and good Buddhists will, will want to say, Joe, you should, you, should, you should celebrate his life. There's a lot of truth to that. Uh, I will admit there is a lot of truth to that. He lived 15 lifetimes in that 40-year period. But... Damn, there was so much more left, and that's that's the part. And again, you're talking about eight others. You know, imagine eight others that that perished, and it just it's a it's a heartbreaking thing. All those lives lost. All I those lives lost, and more. you're talking about someone who lost a mom, a dad, and a sibling. You lost a mom and a sibling, and then it's just it's 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 too overwhelming to, you know, we we were we know Kobe. Kobe was in our living rooms for for for, for twenty years, but. It's all those people that we took all those lives and we put it here. And it, and it's still, it's a scar. It is. And, and, it, it, and it spread to the first responders who, who had to witness that. Um, no, I didn't get arrested, Blue Jagic. I don't, I don't mess with the law. It happened to, you know, the first responders <laughs> who had to wit- witness, witness that uh, horrible tragedy. 
Well, that's, let's uh, let's put things in perspective. Not all those first responders and authorities were on the same page. Some no, of them, no, uh, so, no. As, we, and, as the and, court and, cases and lawsuits played itself out in the years following. Yes, and and what happened there was was completely abhorrent and disgusting, and uh, uh, they were uh, rightfully punished. But the first line when you see that. You can't unsee something like that ever. Yeah. Ever. It will it will require it will require a lot of therapy for a lot of people over what happened. Yes, it was it was sad for all of us viscerally, peripherally, indirectly for the most part because we most of us never knew Kobe Bryant and or met him, but for the families involved you know it, it again it's just like you said Gerald at, at the beginning this was just um one of the most tragic events we you know in the 21st century absolutely and for Lakers fans basketball fans and people and admirers of Kobe all around the world this will be a day unfortunately they'll never forget that day in 2020 when it happened and the the memory lives on the legacy lives on of the mamba mentality guys we have seven minutes left before class ends just uh one last thought on the mamba mentality and what it means to you i mean sean i'll hit it back up to you first and i'll close out with you joe what does the mamba mentality mean to you i see it on your arm every single time you go on the air but truly what does the mamba mentality mean to you uh, you know something, Gerald, when you get up and you don't feel good, maybe you've, like me, your uh, stomach is uh, is all messed up in the morning or you're going through hip replacement or knee replacement or you're working at a job you're not really fulfilled at. But you get up, you remember that you have an obligation and a necessity to yourself to do your best, try and be the best version of yourself. And while you're doing that, try and do it with integrity and finality and dedication and passion and you have to sacrifice if you really want something. And that's what the mama mentality is ultimately meant. It's you have to sacrifice. It's either a mental sacrifice, a physical sacrifice. You know, it, in order to be an athlete for that long, you have to be away from your family for a significant amount of time. And oftentimes there's a strain or uh, ending to certain um, relationships because that can't work. Somehow these two individuals managed to build a life together and through the ups and the downs, I have to say, you know, um, I was thinking about Vanessa Bryant today and I, you know, I think about how she has to be strong for her kids and how, you know, Kobe would want, you know, his family to move forward, always remember him, but 
live a life and and not and it's easy to say that Gerald but you know grief every it, everybody handles grief differently and sometimes that can be a lifelong um experiment i think dirk nowitzki summed it up best as far as i'm concerned and i echo his sentiments he said i will never get over kobe's death joe i i really love dirk i've seen him and i've heard just the guy the guy's like the Keanu Reeves of the NBA. He always seemed to say the right thing at the right time. Just, I watched him on a fluke show, those, you know, those uh, punked shows with where a fan was just relentless, relentless on him. And that, 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 that kind of stuff can actually show you who people are sometimes. And the guy just took it in stride and tried to be a nice guy the whole time. And, I think it's it's a it's 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 just such a beautiful thing to say because that's exactly what it is. We're never going to be over it. Um, my one of my best friends said something that resonated so much to me, and he's a very spiritual man. For the longest time, the, his oldest daughter Natalia and obviously Gigi were were the only kids, and it wasn't until the last few years where they had two more kids. And the way he looked at the situation is, thank God he had Bianca and Capri, or I'm sorry, Vanessa did. Mm-hmm. Because imagine, Natalia's old enough now to go to college. She, Gianna's she'd gone. She'd be by herself. She'd be by herself. And a lot of that emptiness is is still full because she has two other kids now that she can raise and get her mind off of it and keep his memory in a, in a good standing instead of going nuts. And that's, that's, that's the button on this because at the end of the day, family and good friends is what's going to help you get through this. And I like to consider my outside family, the Laker contingency, you guys, uh, we're all here to share the same pain. We're all here to share the same scars and hopefully that that can be enough therapy for all of us to to uh, think of maybe just more of the good stuff than the bad stuff. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. If you like what we do, please like and subscribe. Uh, truly appreciate everyone out there taking the time out of the day to catch us in our thoughts on the moment mentality and what it means to you. And what it means to us is so much a part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. We try to have the mama mentality each and every day to give you the best show possible. Whether the Lakers, uh, whether the Lakers win or lose, we just try to be here to give you the best show that we can to go ahead and provide you the best show that you need to hear and see out there on the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA. But before we head on out, I just want to mention that if you have any questions and comments, please go ahead and share them with us wherever you see your social media under at Lakers Fast Break. I cannot thank enough everybody again for taking the time our day to watch what we do and listen to what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com works as well. But for Professor Joe Soro, Professor Sean Grice, this is Dean Gerald Glassford of the Lakers Fast Break University. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully to debut 
our Lakers quiz show on a more lighter note as far as what we can do there and see if we can get that started and underway. So looking forward to starting that. Then also catch us on playback.tv on Saturday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific for the Lakers against the Celtics. And then after that, the best Lakers post-game show anywhere on planet Earth you can always find right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Truly, once again, want to thank everybody for taking time out of the day to remember the life and memory of Kobe and Gigi Bryant. Here's hoping that you will try to go ahead and do what you can to honor and remember them. Remember what it took for Kobe to get where he's at. Remember the Mamba mentality and try to use it in your life going forward as well. Thanks so much for everybody for watching and listening and being part of today's class. Thank you so much again for being part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break University. Lakers History 101 has now ended and class is now dismissed. Rest in peace.